Hi, I'm David. And I'm Grace, and this is the Apostolic Witness Podcast. With each episode, we're going to be taking an inside look into this great organization that makes up ALJC. So join us today from the comfort of our own home as we speak to today's guest. Hey everybody, we're really excited for this week's episode of the Apostolic Witness Podcast. We have, I mean, some of Grace and I's favorite people on the episode this week, and we're really excited. We have none other than Chandler and Hannah Droke, who are the youth pastors from Faith Apostolic Church in Memphis, Tennessee. Can you guys tell us a little bit about yourself? And thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, like like you said, we're from uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Actually, the church is in Germantown, a Tennessee mm-hmm. suburb of of Memphis. And, and first of all, let me say, we're your biggest fans. I don't care what anybody else says. We are your biggest fans. Whenever we met a couple of years ago, I mean, it was just an, an instant connection. And, yeah. uh, and believe it or not, our, our families go way back. They way do. Back. Yes, sir. And, um, I was in, it's just an amazing thing. My grandfather, I was talking with him today. He was uh, one of the guys traveling whenever your grandfather was was world missions director at the sort of the beginning, and so that that's an amazing thing. But we're your biggest fans, and uh, we love you guys. Y'all are doing an excellent job. And, well, we appreciate and, it. Thank and, you. And we're we're proud to call y'all friends. But um, yeah, we've been married for um, almost a year and a half. Year and a half. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Babies. That's been <laughs> no baby, a fur baby. That's about it. <laughs> It's her child. It don't get don't get it wrong. Yes, he's my baby. I I was the stepfather to a to a dog. Which he's the stepdad to a dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! But uh, no, it, it, we we've enjoyed it, man. Uh, you know, what's crazy is is we were we were voted in as youth pastors before we ever uh, got married. married. Yeah. Oh wow. So. Crazy thing was a um, week or two About before. two weeks, yeah. Two weeks I was, before. I was in town visiting. She was in town visiting, and um, and we had a board meeting at the church. We were voting on, on stuff, and uh, they decided to go ahead and vote uh, brother and sister Chandler Droke and Hannah Droke <laughs> in as youth pastors. Yeah. Although that wasn't even her name yet. It was <laughs> Hannah That's awesome. Red- That's awesome. Yes. So we had uh, we had for two weeks a youth pastor's wife that didn't even uh, didn't even exist. It's, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Speaking so, by faith, I, amen, amen. So yeah, we've been uh, we've been married for a little over a year and a half, and and we hit the ground running uh, in youth ministry, and uh, and I don't know, is she were, were you ever really a part of any youth? Uh, stuff growing up, like as far as on the youth staff or anything? I wasn't on a youth staff. My parents were youth pastors whenever I was younger. But like when I got older, my teenage years, I was more so involved in music ministry and that type of thing. Right. She's yeah. she's an amazing singer. She's she's a great worship leader. She's fantastic. I, I have the best wife, and I have no problem <laughs> telling anybody so that. That's awesome. Um, I'm sure of it. But... Uh, as far as uh, as far as the youth ministry uh, for me, I, I guess you want to know sort of how we uh, got into it. And, and yeah, everything. absolutely. Uh, one of the 
one of the things I'd say was I was sort of born into it. And, and you you were talking on your uh, podcast you did the other day about how you felt a little weight to to step into those shoes of, of your dad, of your grandfather, right. and you know even your mom, and and they're fantastic people. But one thing uh, one thing for me was is that I was born into where I was born. My, my parents were youth pastors uh, at the church I grew up in. Um, they, they were youth pastors almost until I was about eight years old. And they weren't just any ordinary youth pastors. This, this, this youth group had about 150 kids. In oh, my land. That's a great group. Yeah. 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 I can't it was, imagine. It was a... Right. In which, I have a lot of stories. So. <laughs> I, bet they, I bet they did. Hey, I'll tell y'all one here in a little while. But <laughs> but they, uh, they've seen it all. And in, in one of the cool things was is that mom and dad, um, they... That was that was their life in in youth ministry in, in our family. That was that was their life, and they poured their heart into it. I have people telling me to this day, uh, you know, in their in their early forties, that hey, your parents are the best youth pastors ever. Right, and right. and so that meant a lot to me. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so growing up in a in a in a bigger church uh, here in Memphis, you know, I was. I was used to sort of a, a big youth group, and um, I had I had people that poured into me, and and, and you know people that shape you, and, and people that that pour themselves into you, and I and I just I'm, I'm here because of people right uh, that did that, and so I'm I'm indebted not only to my parents, but I have a family uh, full of ministry uh, too. I, I mean. My cousin uh, Andrew Flowers. If I don't know if he'll, I don't know if he'll listen. Hopefully, he'll listen to this. <laughs> he um, should. Should. Uh, he's a pastor now in in South Haven, Mississippi. Um, and this is sort of what I guess. Hopefully, we can sort of get into uh, today. But Andrew was one of those guys where, uh, growing up, he was a part of the youth staff. He wasn't. He wasn't necessarily the the youth pastor, but he was on the right. youth staff, and uh, he, me and me included, but all these other guys can tell you, man, he poured into us, and he would take us out to eat, he would take That's us awesome. to go play softball, he would take us to go and, and ride and hang out over here, he'd take us to go do this, and um, I owe a lot to him. Oh, a lot to him. I remember going out to eat with him uh, in between or after services, driving with him here, driving with him there, and just talking about life and right and, and everything. And so that was that was what uh, youth ministry was. And, and so he he showed me that. But I lived with it in seeing uh, my parents. My parents they poured themselves into those into those students. Right. And right. Uh, and so I, I sort of have a family of it, but. You know the thing is, is that Dad, he was not, he's not a preacher. Like he, he'll be the first to tell you, I'm not like a, like a pulpit preacher or anything. But right. he's a great leader. He's a fantastic mm. leader. Yes, you know, the best yeah. dad in the world. But um, Dad had a unique ministry in in their youth group to where um, you didn't really need uh, that sort of preacher to go and always right. lead uh, this group of kids. And so um, 
they experienced great growth. They experienced uh, fantastic revival in, in their youth group. And so I, I, I've just got all these things coming to my mind of, of why I'm in it. And so right. yeah, I, I'm just indebted. Well, I think that's so important, especially for all of us that get connected into youth ministry is I feel like behind every youth pastor was somebody in the youth ministry that they were a part of that really impacted them, that they could watch. I know that's the case for me. And I know that's the case for Grace is that you had somebody that you looked up to that really is like, I want to, I want to be like that, that they poured Mm -hmm. into you. And so that's really awesome to have. And well, and like your dad, I think it's a misconception a lot of the times that you have to be a preacher mm-hmm. to um, be a youth leader. But uh, most of the time, you just need to be able to build relationships and have a good relationship with God. And you can save so many souls through it. You don't have to preach That's to them. You just, a lot of times, you just have to guide them and lead them. Just love them. Yeah, and yeah. love them. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and sometimes we get that. That's why dad is so prevalent and really focuses on whenever it's time to call somebody a pastor over something. You know, we weren't youth pastors until just a year ago. Yeah, I think it was last year. And we've been leading the youth since we've been married. So, mm-hmm. you know, we weren't youth pastors because that is a point where you're actually a shepherd over the youth. But there could be so right. many youth leaders that are just an extension mm-hmm. of the pastor, you know, that helps right. guide them, helps lead them to it. And I think that's that's really important to make that difference. But they're both needed. Right. Both can be influential. Well, I, I'd say this, uh, you know, I think each and every person in here can can name a person that's really just poured into their spirit. And whether they were a pastor, like what you're saying or, or not, Um one person in particular, uh, for me, you know, I've got all these people. I, I was blessed with a family that, that loved ministry. It wasn't about the title. It wasn't mm-hmm. about the position. Yes, sir. And, yes, sir. and I was blessed with a, with a family for that. Whenever I went to college, um, I had, I had a unique opportunity to go and live with uh, my cousin and her husband. Uh, he is now the uh, youth president for the state of Mississippi in uh in the UPC but uh, Lauren and Carrie Miller and I lived with them for two years while I was in college and they just it's like what we're talking about they just poured into me just let me hang out with them and being around right and they really showed me the life really of a of a youth pastor they were youth pastors at the church uh, that we were going to uh, during college, and they showed me the life of what it's like being behind the scenes. Right. And one thing I learned from them is just, just be real. Right. And absolutely. Just, yeah. And just be be cool with them and love them and love them. Right. And so uh, their relationship with me sort of tailored it to where I had a longing to go and sort of do what they did. I had a longing to see kids Mm. fulfill their purpose in God. I had a longing and a desire to see uh, young people uh, live for God, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. And, and I had a strong, I had a strong burden for, you know, for guys 11, 12, 13, 14 years old that, that are making the decisions that are going to affect the rest of their lives. 
I wanted to see them live for God. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and that was huge for me. And, and I knew that I had a heart where I wanted uh, to do that. And all these people just helping mold that and shape that, it just it led me to where I am today. That's awesome. And whenever you guys, like before you were married, even though you were technically youth pastors before you were married, <laughs> but did you talk about it at all, that this is what you wanted to do? Mm. or Absolutely. Like... When we got married, we wanted to make sure that we were on the same page. Right. Yeah. Like this isn't just his ministry. Right. This isn't. This is ours. Mm-hmm. And so, I think it's important for for me is no, I'm not up there. I don't. I don't teach. I don't preach. Like he does most of that. I will occasionally, but I I want to love on them. That's that's my thing. I, I love on my kids. Mm-hmm. Sunday, I had all of the girls over here, and we just painted tennis shoes and had dinner together. And, you know, it's just hanging out. It's just oh, making absolutely. them feel like I'm, I'm someone that they can count on, someone that they can, that loves them and just wants to be there for them no matter what they go through. Right. So, but definitely, yeah, that was something we did before we got married. Let's talk about well, it. Well, that's awesome, especially because sometimes we in the ministry could kind of lose that relationship building aspect that ministry truly is supposed to be about. I mean, they got mad. The Pharisees got mad at Jesus because they said, "Well, he eats with the taxpayers or the tax collectors right. and sinners." And Jesus was like, "Well, yeah, I'm trying to build relationships with them. I'm trying right. to save their souls." And so right. we can forget that. But that's that's really at the heart of ministry is building those relationships. And so that's so mm-hmm. awesome that you guys are doing that. Yeah. And- well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, you go, go ahead. ahead. Well, one one last thing I, I would say, you know. Um, Youth ministry, it's not all about the pulpit. It's not all about that. It's about, you know, taking those kids on rides to church. Mm -hmm. It's about picking them up. It's about going to their ball games. It's about going to their choir concerts. Mm -hmm. It's about, you know, going to their graduations and just just being there for them. And, And I would dare say that if a youth minister youth leader, is not good at that, they will not be effective at the other. Yeah. And, and in my, in our time as, as youth leaders, I think that's what we've learned. Right. You know, absolutely. Just trying to be effective. Oh yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. So now let's kind of go into our, um, Topic. Topic. That one, I couldn't think of what our topic was. <laughs> what our topic is for today, which is the cycles of youth ministry. And you do go through cycles of them um, because kids grow up and things change. And like we're going yeah. through a cycle right now. Yeah. We used to have like we had a big group of kids that were all the same age within two years of each other. Mm-hmm. And we kind of had a, a small gap in between. And so when they bring their friends, they were that age. And now Mm -hmm. this year they have all graduated out of our class. Mm -hmm. They're now into the adult class, the adults, and and everything. And now we have eleven, or no, not eleven. We have twelve and thirteen year olds. Now that's our group. Mm -hmm. And now we have to change how we do everything, just (laughs) with. People, they don't have rides anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't think the same <laughs> well, things our, are our, fun. <laughs> our teachings are a lot different, which yeah. I find it so funny. This is a sidetrack. 
is I started, uh, this is a shameless plug, but student ministry resources, we've been using their content. And so we've been teaching, I was teaching on dominion, right? That lesson series. And last night was our midweek and I got so sidetracked because the kids were talking. And usually I dealt with that with the older kids. They wanted to talk about, you know, scripture creation, stuff like that. Well, these 12 year olds got me on the track of what's going to happen in Armageddon, what's going to happen on the end days, what's it going to look like? Are we, and this this was one question. He's like, so are we going to have free will in heaven? Like, can I go get McDonald's? And I was like, I don't think I didn't have to answer this question a couple of months ago, but now I got to start thinking, is McDonald's going to be in heaven? Oh, my that's hilarious. Right. And so, yeah. That's the that's the interesting like thing what Grace yeah. was saying and that's the reason we wanted this topic with you guys is youth ministry is so unique because it is cycles. You know, right. it's the only right. really age group besides you know you got your kids, but it's the only one that you cycle out and you don't get those kids anymore because they've gone up to the next level. And so with that, how can a student pastor thrive in those cycle moments, in those ever-changing groups of students that they lead? How can they thrive in those kinds of moments? Well, first of all, I, I don't have all the answers. I, I'm, we're not experts at, at this, and we'll be the first to tell you. But we can, we can only tell you what we've experienced yeah. and what we know um, and what we've seen. And, and I would say in, in, in our experience, before we ever got married, I was on the youth staff at the church. I was a part of the youth staff. And, um, and we saw... Uh, during that time, uh, an influx of the uh, 12 and 13-year-olds that came in. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we experienced some of that group that, that was still holding on to children's ministry mm -hmm. right. and, and not yet ready to sort of let that go. And so we, we, we experienced that. And, and so I, I teach Sunday school uh, to the middle school and high school class. Um, and so they were transitioned to the, to the Sunday school class. And um, we also do midweek, we call it youth night. And so uh, during the youth nights, we would just hang out and, and talk scripture. Right. And, and sort of, you know, uh, not really necessarily youth service, but we would we would talk scripture. And in those moments, uh, this was happening before uh, we became youth pastor. In those moments, we found out that those twelve and thirteen year olds, the ones that transition, need to have a place where they feel comfortable. Mm, right. They need to have a place where they feel like I can come and I can have fun. Mm, right. Whenever I was growing up, I couldn't wait to get in the youth group. Absolutely. I, couldn't wait. I, I mean, I, I was pumped. And and I don't know about y'all, but I I was I was ready. I was trying to skip out on children's church. Oh, absolutely. Uh, no, no, please don't get no one get offended at that. Because uh, I wanted to go be a part of it. Right. And so I, I was I was ready. But there are some kids that aren't yeah. uh, ready for that. Right. And so you have to sort of uh, gauge, and each kid is different, but... One of the things that that I found that always helps is whenever you're speaking, uh, whether it be on your youth night or on your midweek uh, service, if you've broken apart and you have and you have the youth group and it's one of their first times in there, 
uh, welcome them. Make them feel a part. Oh, absolutely. And make them feel, make, make them feel, you know, there's little tricks to where if, if you're reading a passage of Scripture, let them read the passage of Scripture. Yeah. They, they might be as nervous as all get out at first, but it, it helps break the ice with them. Right. Um, and, and there's, there's a lot of different things that, that you can do to sort of get them to, to love, to love it and want to be a part of it. But as far as the thriving part of it, as far as the youth pastor, um, one thing that I would say is that before they ever enter the youth group, you need to have a relationship mm, with them. Yeah. That's good. Right. Yeah. Before they ever enter into the student ministries uh, department, mm -hmm. you need to have a relationship that, that you've built with them if they've been going to your church. Right. You need to have a relationship where, where, you know, they they view you and and or They're comfortable you, with you. They view you as yeah. hey, right. you're fun. Right, absolutely. Yeah. I like hanging out with you. Right. I like being around you. Mm -hmm. We have we have, uh, we have a young guy in our in our church. He's a trip, man. He's <laughs> he's hilarious. He is something else, and and he's a he's a drummer. Well, he wants to be a drummer. Right. And uh, I play drums. And so he will come up uh, to me sometimes after church and say, Hey, Chandler, can I go sit on the drums? And, uh, mm -hmm. and I'm like, dude, yeah, let's go. Mm -hmm. and, and it's in those moments where those 10 and 11-year-olds mm -hmm. are very impressionable. Oh, absolutely. And, and you taking your time out to be with them, goes a long way to show them, hey, I'm I, I love you. Right. And I'm and I'm thinking of you. Whenever they see that, the transition from children's church to youth ministries is going to be way easier right. and yeah. way more smooth yeah. than whenever uh whenever a youth pastor doesn't have you that that just cordial convert yeah. just just they, they don't have that relationship right. with that young with that young 10 11 year old student mm -hmm. and um, and so that's what we've seen in, whenever it comes to whenever it comes to the the younger guys as far as the the thriving part of it you know it's cycles you know some days you feel like like you're banging your head against the wall and, and like nothing's working any conference ever I that i take the kids y'all yeah. <laughs> i remember i remember one time we had a youth night and i was speaking and i was just trying to trying to talk to all of them and they were all sitting over there having their own conversations all laughing all like about to just that one of them was drinking a little Sprite. They're about to hiccup and spit the Sprite out. They're laughing so hard. And I'm like, oh, my I know. And it's times, it's times like that to where you feel, man, I wish these kids would just behave. It's, those are the younger ones. Mm -hmm. But whenever you thrive is whenever you see those kids fulfill their callings. Yeah. Yes, sir. And whenever you see those kids fulfill their purpose in God and want to live for the Lord right. and make a strive and make, just make a step. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, it's ever changing, but never lose your relationship 
with them. Right. If you if you make your decision that I'm going to invest in them and I'm going to love them, I might not have the best program available. I might not have the best you know sermon to, to preach to them. But I'm gonna love them. Oh, absolutely! And there's nobody that's gonna outlove them to me. Oh, right. I'm just telling you, right? <laughs> and so that's how you thrive. Right. Well, and that goes on both ways because you have to build that relationship before they're in the youth group. But I feel like sometimes we forget to maintain the relationship after they've left. Because you're like, oh, it's that the pastor's job. Yeah, because now it's now. the pastor's job to deal with them. Right. But I'll give right. you a perfect example. We had a girl who's been off and on. She hasn't been to church in probably six months. She's been gone for a long time, and she decided to show up at our midweek. Well, we just had our two most prominent students, who were girls that had been aged out for about a month now. Well, they're in class, and so I tried to not think of anything. Of it. In fact, Grace kind of made fun of them for coming back. She's well, because like, they they didn't they made the big old thing that yeah, they the, weren't the in age, class yeah. anymore, and yeah. so I went in there and I'm like. <laughs> Did y'all figure out that the adult stuff is boring? Did you? Right. <laughs> so Grace is giving her a hard time. And so I did class and then church was over and they came up to me and they were like, hey, we just, we hope it wasn't a big deal that we came back to class because we saw that that girl had showed up. And so we didn't want to leave her alone. And so we sat in. Yeah, so and so it's those things. You're like, okay, that's awesome. Yeah. You're like, I guess I that's did something. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Awesome. You know, what? one thing, um, one thing that, that I'll plug in here is that we have an adultish uh, department in, and it, it's within our youth uh, department. Right. Uh, and so one thing that we do for, for Sunday during Sunday school, we have a, uh, we have a high school class and middle school class combined. Um, mm-hmm. We also have, we also have an adultish class that's separate from that. So they have their time, mm-hmm. you know, uh, some of the young marrieds are, are involved in that. They mentor in that. And, and that's a, that's a great thing that I think that churches need to really buy into oh, absolutely. is, is the adultish, uh, department and program. Mm-hmm. Because like what you said, a lot of times, you know, they're in college and, and you sort of just push them off to the side. We're still that's, trying to figure things oh, out. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. They got more they problems got on their plate than anybody. Exactly. <laughs> they yeah. got to be a part of something. Mm-hmm. And so, with that said, that's that's the adultish, uh, the adultish group. And and on Tuesday nights, we we all combine mm-hmm. for for youth mm-hmm. night. Um, we have what's called First Tuesday, uh, the first the first Tuesday of the month. Everybody's in the main sanctuary. We all listen to pastor wherever the speaker is every other Tuesday we are, uh, we do youth night and that's a, that's the youth group in the adultish classes, uh, combined. And what you'll find in that is that a lot of the older adultish now become mentors for those that are in the student right. ministries department. And that's really the way to tailor. Oh, that's absolutely. really the way to, to, to 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 really showcase it is that the the ones that are now in in the adultish in that that want to be a part of something well hey come pour into the absolutely youth. come on well that gives them purpose to pour exactly. into those younger generation mm-hmm. right exactly 
And so we, we have found Youth Night to be a huge success. And that's our church. I can't awesome. speak for, for everybody. But God has really done something. Yes, I'm, I'm yes. telling you, God has really done something. And he's doing something right now in, in, in our youth group and in our adultish uh, department that, that I cannot explain. I have seen, I, I've seen just, just uh, last night, right? Mm -hmm. We had one, two, three, four, five, uh, five, maybe six uh, people that, that don't usually go to our church, but that are involved. Uh, because somebody from our youth department invited that's them awesome and from from their schools and, and they said hey I'm coming I'm coming that's awesome and it's it's just amazing and and you're talking about thriving that that's where we, we found a, a little a little uh, I guess a little gold at the end of the rainbow with, with that and and we're very we're very thankful to the Lord for that but in those times, you know, we have the adultish, we have the youth there, and we're just loving them. Right. We're, we're, we're sitting there messing with them as they come in. Dude, what is up with your hair tonight, dog? <laughs> what in the world is going on with you? You, you know, you pick right. at them. You, you have fun with them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what they, that's what they look mm -hmm. for. Youth ministry is not all about the serious oh, stuff. 100%. Yeah. It's not. Well, the kids are surrounded. By what's on their phone, by what they see at school, by their friends, they're surrounded mm -hmm. by fake. They're just looking for something right. real, and so I that feel like that's where we're called to be. We're called we're called to be real as it is already, but sometimes you know we miss the mark. But I feel like we as youth pastors, that's where we have to strive is being a hundred percent real. Well, you right. couldn't have said it And better. I think one thing that you have to do with youth is a lot of the times the world they're very unsure about things. They don't they don't know who they are. They don't right. it's all with their identity of who mm. they are and the world is questioning it. And we have always talked that our main goal is for the kids to know that we like them. We yeah. like who mm -hmm. they are. We want to see them thrive, but no matter what, we love them just to how they are. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think that has really helped us yeah. with a lot of our kids because we have a bunch of kids that have been adopted, that's been displaced multiple different times mm -hmm. and all kinds of different things in their lives and that they don't have anything now they do, but their whole entire life they never had anything for sure. Mm -hmm. And if we right. can be that for sure for people, then that gives them somebody that they know. Right. That's always right. there for him. Yeah, and especially in mm -hmm. for our instance, like Grace was saying, our community is so hopeless. It just riddled with drugs and hopelessness, and it just mm -hmm. you get depressed when you start seeing how these kids live. And so, if we can mm -hmm. just be that rock on midweek that they can come to, you know, that's that's what we're called to be. It's what it's who we are to be. And then they'll finally see, oh, there's somebody that's real. There's somebody. Why are they so happy all the time? Why are they, you know, why is it looking like their life is together? That's, that's what we're called to be is bring them to that. So. Because, you know, my life uh -huh. is just so put together. <laughs> hey, as long as it looks like it. <laughs> as long as you put a good front. Yeah. yeah. You know, one of the, one of the things that, uh, that I like about what you said, you just got to show them that you love mm -hmm. them. And, and whenever you show them that, you know, it goes a long way. Mm 
it goes a long way more than what you would ever imagine. I have parents coming up to me all the time, Chandler. My kids love you. My kids love you and your wife. Y'all are y'all are amazing. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm nothing special. I'm just being me. Right. I just brought I, I'm some just, pizza. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being right. me and, and I'm just trying to see him live for God right. and love on. Right. And that's, that's whenever you, whenever you truly know that, that you're in the right place, you'll, you'll see things like that where, you know what? It's, it's easy to just love on those kids mm. and it's easy to just, to just pour into right. them and want to see right. them, want to see them thrive. Well, and this is so. what I tell everybody that we talk about youth ministry with is that you truly have to be called to be a youth pastor. Cause I hate kids. <laughs> I hate students. That's when you know you're called cause you love them. And you're like, why do I love you? Right. Like going right. back to what Grace said about events. We had this one student. Okay. Everything Every we went to, we lost single them. time. He, he was just gone. <laughs> one time I almost had to call the cops. Because well, yeah, he was so one. gone. That one was stupid. That one, Don't even give me on the nap. That one. Been really I ripped his head off. But I'm like, why do I like you so much? Like, why do I love you? <laughs> one time we were at the Opryland Hotel. And do you know like where the um, the elevator doors are right beside the lobby? Like where the Starbucks is? Yeah. So <laughs> there, right? We had him there. We were leaving. We're we were packed leaving. up and leaving. To the door, somehow he was gone. Oh my this isn't okay. He was like, like 16, 17 at this point. All right. Uh, he was not a 12 year old boy. Yeah. He knew better uh, that he could have stayed with us. Yeah. And he's like, Well, I didn't yeah. know where you guys went. I said, We went to the door. That's all that there was yeah. to go to. Where did you think we were going? You <laughs> uh, finished leaving. Yeah. I legit, um, this, these next things of kids, some of them, I'm like, yeah. I'm going to get an air tag for you yeah. and put it on your body. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, so we don't lose. Them. I was so believe it or not before uh, before I was youth pastor here at, at Faith. Uh, uh, I was youth pastor I at. Uh, I was youth pastor. Well, I was uh, helping out as, as youth pastor. Some called me youth pastor. There, some just said, "Hey, uh, I I just wanted to help out." And and I think the pastor just uh, wanted me to. To serve as a youth pastor, and he needed some ride, yeah. and so I, I was fine with that. I was in college, and uh, it was a whole bunch of guys, just young, 13, 14 year old guys, and we we had to go on a trip, and uh, we went down to to Jackson, Mississippi for for their holiday youth convention or whatnot, and uh, we were staying in a hotel in, in Jackson, Mississippi, and I kid you not. I told them, I said, none of y'all leave your room. Leave, do not leave your room. We were staying in a in a nice motel. That's <laughs> exterior access, yes. okay, in Jackson, Mississippi. And uh, I said, none of y'all leave your room. All right, this is some serious stuff. I get, I I get them back home, and uh, somebody comes up to me, and they're like. You know, you know, like he went out and went to Burger King next door last night. And I said, hold on, do what? Yeah, this little kid 
left our left the hotel in the middle of the night. The property, the property, and everything. And Jackson, Mississippi, is not the safest right. area. If let's just say it that way. And he goes and tries to just buy himself a little milkshake. <laughs> all right, at two o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, oh snap, this is not good. The pastor lit into me. <laughs> I'm talking about lit into me, and I'm and I'm like, man. That's youth oh, ministry for you. <laughs> well, like just two weeks ago, how our midweek is set up, like we'll have worship out front with everybody. Then everybody goes to class. Well, so I was leading yeah. worship. And so all the kids were in class before I got there and before Grace got there. When I walked in, two boys are wrestling, right? Wrestling in the ground over who <laughs> could draw a Hershey kiss better. <laughs> I'm like, what? It looks like a traffic cone. What in the world? I was like, both of them are terrible. Why so you are know you what David did? He proceeds to draw, draw a better a, one. A better one. Yep. I a better one. Yeah. That's a youth pastor. Yeah. He's like, no need to fight. Yeah. I don't even got to fight because I know I'm better. That's awesome, so, man. Okay. I'll, I'll ask. This one's going to kind of be for both of you guys. Chandler, you talked a little bit, but yeah. I'd like for you to expound on it. What are some practical tips for you guys to make, like for Chandler... What's a practical tip for a guy to make new connections with a younger guy? And then Hannah, what's a practical tip for somebody to make a connection with a younger girl, like a, a youth pastor, make a connection with a younger girl? Let me go first. Okay. Um, you know, like what I was alluding to uh, earlier, you know, you want to be approachable. Right. You want to be you. You want to be able to be that person that that young guy can come up to, and uh, just just laugh with you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or you can tell him, bro, how's school going? Tell me, you you got a girlfriend yet? Or just some something right. goofy uh, like that. And and it goes a long way with them. Um, this kid the other night was telling me, hey, I want you to go buy me. Uh, a deer so I can practice target shooting with it. And I'm like, okay, well, you're crazy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but it, but it, it's, it's things like that. Whenever the young guys, the 10 and 11 year olds, whenever, whenever they're walking, uh, you know, down the hallway, stop and talk mm. to them. Stop and stop and make a connection with them on what they like. You know, some of them like, uh, you know, some of them like music, some of them like sports, right. some of them like whatever. And you talk to them and, and you just have fun. Right. With them. And what you'll see is over time, the conversation, because you're willing to have that, they'll always be coming to you and wanting to talk to you. They'll mm -hmm. always want, want to come in and, and hang out with you and, and see what, what you, what you got going on. Like for instance, like what I mentioned about the drums, um, that's a very important thing for me to make sure that the young guys uh, see me spending time with them because that's a connection, not just because they're that young and not because I want to see them do that in youth ministry, but because I know that that can be a thing within the mm, kingdom. Right. And because just because it's just a, a good thing to do. I want to be a good influence right. in their life. Right. Mm -hmm. I want to be a good influence in their life. And so a practical tip would be, you know, uh, goof, be goofy, uh, you know, be, be fun. If, if they're, if they're in there playing with, uh, with, 
you know, balloons. Go go and go and play play Absolutely. with balloons with them or try to try to pop it or I, I don't know. Just just do right. something. Don't do don't do nothing. Do right. something. Absolutely. Right? And so, you know, I, I it's much more easy for me to do that than than of course with 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 girls. <laughs> and girls and it's a hundred percent different yeah. ballgame. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in our situation because most of the people in our youth group are guys. We have th- three girls in our class. The rest are guys. And so for me and not everyone's youth groups like this, you know, most youth groups they got more girls. At least that's what it seems like. But for us, something that works for for me personally is like Sunday. I had them come over. I turned on the movie. We had dinner together and we did a craft. We just had fun. Um, I do have this unique, uh, I don't want to say ability, this opportunity that has come up where I, I'm starting a job, a new job next week at, at a private oh, school. Oh, awesome. And so, mm-hmm, a Christian private school here in Memphis and one of our youth girls actually goes to a church or school there and she's asked me to do Bible studies with all of her friends there. So once a week we'll be having Bible awesome. studies. And so that's something. Yes, I'm super excited about it. I've already started looking into curriculum and things that I want to do and talk about with them. Um, And some of them have come to our youth prayer nights. They don't generally come to church, but they'll come to that. They'll come out to our hangout stuff. So for me, what's working best for us is I have this opportunity that while I'm at the school, I'm going to be able to invest in those girls and hopefully that they'll want to come. You know, she, she invites them to church, but maybe, you know, they feel like they already have a connection, not just with her, but with the youth pastor, you know, the other other kids, things that we talk about. And so for me, you know, not everyone has that ability, but that's something that's working for us. And it's just, I don't know, girls like coffee. They like tea. You know, you bring in a little treat every once right. in a while. Hey, I'm thinking of you. I want to give this to you. So it's it's definitely it's different than guys, you know. I see I see the guys all the time, and they're always just picking at right. each other and who can do like you said, who can do this better. And Chandler's right there yep. with them; he's the perfect guy to do that with them. And so that's what we're. That's best awesome. Best. That's, that's incredible about your job. Congratulations. I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm very we're, excited. We're yeah. Well, and the, the reason we wanted to talk about this specifically is, you know, we're actually just here to pick your brain. We're not doing this for a podcast. We're doing this for our own good because. We're we're, we're going. We're picking y'all's brain. I'm sorry for you guys, (laughs) but that happened to us. In fact, our group that aged out was majorly girls, and so what we actually did that worked best for us is Grace kind of took the lead on a lot of things because she was able to connect with them better. She was Uh able to have that relationship with them better, you know. And so that's why I kind of let her take the lead on a a few more of those relationship things because you know that that just couldn't happen for me and so now the Mm -hmm. new age group is majorly boys in fact it's all boys and so then now Mm -hmm. we have to work on that adjustment and just like you said you've got to work on curriculum now we're talking about different things than we were for the group that was aging out and so but those are some great tips that you guys have on making those connections right you know, I've got some, uh, I've got some more tips as far as, as far as the the youth goes. Whenever once they get in, uh, seeing them them thrive. You you were asking about pra- just practical uh, tips. You know, one one thing that we saw and that we've seen be a huge success um, 
a couple different things. Uh, number one is that we have seen a, a push, not not going away from uh, having youth services, you know, Friday night youth services and everything. That used to be the yeah. thing. Right. That used to be the, the yeah. thing to do. Whenever the Asbury Revival happened uh, this past year, uh, we were we were sort of challenged to to say, "Hey, look, let's just go mm. pray. Let's go right. pray." And one of the things that we've seen that that where we see the young people, especially that that younger age group, connect, and this offers them an ability to uh, invite their friends is is instead of doing like a like a Friday night youth service where we're trying to invite all these different folks. We just have a prayer night, youth prayer right. night for, for an hour, for an hour and a half, however long. And the power of God shows up. I'm not talking about just like a normal, just everyday, just a little prayer meeting. I'm talking about the power of God shows up uh, in that. So I, I would say to someone, don't be afraid to, to move away from trying to put on, on a service because the the same God that's in the prayer meeting is the same God that's in the service. Oh, absolutely. And, and what you'll find is for, for us, sometimes it's easier for, for a student to invite one of their friends to a prayer meeting rather than an actual Mm. service. That's crazy. me. I, I used to, I, I used to not, but, but it's really true. We have we have guys right now that have shown up to our prayer meetings, our youth prayer nights, uh, that that are friends and and they show up because you know they just want to hang out and they they want to pray they want to draw closer right. to God. Mm-hmm. We invited one guy. Uh, he was he was in college. He was a waiter at a he was a waiter at a at a restaurant here. In uh, bless you. <laughs> He was a waiter at a restaurant here. And we said, hey, man, look, we've got prayer coming up on this night. And he came. The Lord touched him. I'm talking about tears rolling down his face. And and, and a couple weeks later, he texted me. He's like, hey, man, what y'all got going on this week? I said, I don't know. He said, said, well, I'm not really asking what y'all want to do if y'all are hanging out. I want to be baptized. That's awesome. Wow. That's awesome. I want to be baptized. Yeah. And that, that's over a prayer yeah. meeting. Yeah. That's over a prayer. And so don't don't despise right. that. It might seem simple, but don't despise that. Another thing I would say, don't be afraid to go back to the basics. Whenever you have a cycle of a group coming in, a younger group coming in, it's almost like you have to go back and make sure that they've got things dialed mm-hmm. in and nailed down. Oneness of God, holiness, Absolutely. Uh, baptism in Jesus' name, and you know, living for mm-hmm. God. That's the biggest thing. Right. That, that, that's the biggest thing. Living an overcoming life. And so don't be afraid to go back to the basics. That's, uh, that's the second tip. The third tip uh, that we've seen uh, just be a huge success. This summer, we, we decided to... Uh, during our Tuesday night youth nights, whenever the adultish and the youth are together, um, we were going to have like a younger guy and, and an older adultish guy mm-hmm. speak for five minutes each. And you'd be amazed at 
what what happens whenever you allow someone to open up their mouth mm. and speak and not 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 tailor it just as like a sermon right. or anything hey i want you to share this thought that that god's been dealing with you on that's awesome mm-hmm. i'm talking about the power of the holy that's ghost really awesome. yeah. has fallen every time that that they get up and they and they feel they feel the right. anointing of god come on they feel the anointing of the holy ghost and and that that is a huge success that we've seen, and um, and I'm telling you, we, we owe we owe a lot to to those kids. We have the best kids in in the world. I'm serious, man. We we're so blessed. We have the best kids. Number three, number three. I don't know if that was number three or what. <laughs> hey, it's not. all good. Uh, hey, number number four. Have a good you staff. Absolutely. <laughs> don't try to do everything Absolutely. yourselves. Yeah. We have the most amazing They're and most awesome. talented yeah. youth staff really in awesome. the in the entire planet. We have on our youth staff uh, the head of the HR department for a multi-million dollar medical device company. She's a parent mm-hmm. for some of the students. In fact, the students that are going to that to that school that she's That's working incredible. at. We have another we have another uh lady on on the on the youth staff. Lord, she she uh She's the she's the administrator for a local dentist wow. office. We have another person on the youth staff. She's the administrator and uh, and receptionist, uh, secretary, whatever you want to call it, for for another uh, doctor's office That's here. Incredible. And so surround yourself with people that do things better than you. I'm not. A secretary. Amen, brother. Amen. I feel that in my bones. I I'm not, man. I'm telling you right now, I'm not a secretary, and I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I, I'll just I'll just say it. As far as the, the administration side of things, look, hey, we're gonna we're gonna try to get it done, but <laughs> somebody else gonna be doing it. it. Uh, have y'all taken the real colors personality test? Yes, we test? have. Yeah. I'm I am burnt Dude, orange. You and me, brother. She she is blue. <laughs> That's you, the I same with her. The only thing she got so blue. mad that she was a blue. No, it's because how they were talking about the blue. They're like they cry all the time. You just feel your emotions. I know. I I, I do not like, cry. Not blue. I am not an emotional person like that. <laughs> and so they yeah. were like, "You're blue," and I was like, "No, I'm not." Actually, technically, because mm-hmm. I'm a pastor's kid. I, I believe it's because I'm a pastor's kid. That's what and I'm just it on. Well, because every single personality test I've ever done, and my siblings both do it too, and a lot of other pastor's kids, you're so equaled out in between because you don't know what's your true personality and what you put on uh, and mm-hmm. what's the anointing of what your calling is. <laughs> That's right. right. But let me tell you, That's I'm a blue, but I was a little upset about Brother, it. I'm burnt orange. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Just like you said, dude. I, I, I'm telling you, it's 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 crazy, and we we have surrounded ourselves, and we are indebted to them mm-hmm. uh, because it's the best youth staff we have. We have another uh, girl on the youth staff. Uh, she's she's also helps out as a church uh, secretary, church administrator, mm-hmm. and and I, I'm we have guys on on the youth staff too they they show up they help out they they're amazing they lift tables well, yes, they're not but in they the brains. They, yeah. they will do they will yeah. do whatever right. Yeah. right but it really helps whenever you have use a youth staff that pours in 
that's not ashamed to just get in there uh, and work. But they're also parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think parents go a long oh, way because they want to see their they they want to see their kids succeed. Right. Right. So uh, that's that's a that's a major major tip. Well, the two the two uh, I biggest would, I would demographics that truly only impact students are people who are just out of that. You're in our ages or their parents that have kids those age because they understand what they're going through. And we understand what they're going through because we just went through it. Mm -hmm. And so those are the only two demographics. So I agree a hundred percent that pastor or parents need to be on your side. You need to connect with them just as much as we need to connect with their kids. And if you don't have the parents on your side, it can be, Oh, it could be a hassle. It can be horrible. Mm -hmm. And no matter how much you push to try to make a good relationship with them, if you don't have a good relationship with the parents, Mm -hmm. you're never going to have a truly good relationship with the kids. Yeah. I do have one question with Uh, your prayer meeting. Yeah, go Uh, ahead. How do you do do that? Like, do you do like a lead prayer or do you do different people? That's a great idea. uh, That's a great question. Uh, the the times that we've done it, we've just gone in and, you know, I, I'll sort of just gather everybody in and say, hey, listen, we're here to seek out the presence of God. The same God that's back in the Old Testament, the same God that we found read the book of Acts is the same God that's here. We want to, this isn't just any other ordinary prayer meeting. We're wanting to, to, to get a move right. of God. Mm-hmm. And so uh, just challenging mm-hmm. them. To, to really focus and pray, and uh, and then we just turn on uh, turn on music, turn on good Holy Ghost right. yeah. music, man. That the, the I'm talking about that that brings the anointing. And um, talking about Eddie and James and the piano. You'll see. Let me tell you about every, every single time that, that I hear "Let It Rain," I'm like. <laughs> if my brother heard you say that, that's his favorite yeah. Uh, artist. Yeah. And okay. so I'm telling you, we'll, we'll play, you know, we'll play uh, James Lewis, we'll play mm-hmm. David Jennings, Draylon Young, we'll, we'll play Mark Crowder, what, whatever, mm-hmm. and we'll play Charity Gill. I'm talking about, Eddie James is on there too, I'm telling you, you. But, but I'm talking about where where, mm-hmm. where they right. know if if one of those people that aren't apostolic walk in, they're going to they're gonna fill yeah. the Holy Ghost because we're longing for it. And we've, we're trying to create in, in, in usher in an environment where God's going to yeah. move. Mm-hmm. So uh, during prayer, uh, you know, I, I'll just encourage them to go and pray. And you know how prayer meetings is? Sometimes it'll get mm-hmm. quiet and it'll get sort of like, yeah. then just as as a leader, you sort of go and, and go back and you encourage them. Like, look, hey, I know, I know y'all have got more. Yeah. I right. know y'all have got more. And, and you can you can take it a step further, and it's not really a led prayer. Sometimes I sometimes I'll say, "Hey, listen, we need we need to pray for this specific thing," but really it's just an encouragement yeah. to to go further right. in God. And uh, and we've seen a just a huge huge success in that. Do you have that playlist yeah. of your? Do I you do. Listen to me, and I, I can do. put it in the, district, yeah, we'll description, in the description down below. That people can do it yeah because that Absolutely. is that's one Absolutely. of the things that can take a long time to figure out is the holy ghost filled people mm-hmm. that have good songs for people to use in their house and to use for their youth group Absolutely. and everything well mm-hmm. and 
the next mm-hmm. question that we we're kind of discussing is that group you talked about bringing people in that younger group coming in and what we've dealt with here recently we want to talk about that group going out that age group leaving and so what worked for us and then i want to ask you what worked for you guys but what worked for us is grace and i really hit on what our passion for youth ministry is is that just because their age does not mean they can't be in ministry and so especially for those people that were aging out and going into the adult class we really wanted to hammer like get involved get a be a, be a part of it be involved in whatever you can because just because you're 18 now doesn't mean that now's the time to step into ministry you know we could have stepped into ministry years ago just because of your age doesn't mean you can't step into the ministry and so that's what we did is we really hammered getting involved getting involved and it worked really well for us but what what's worked well for you guys well you can go ahead and start well as far as the ones that that have faded out in age uh, we haven't had just uh, too many because one of the things in a, and I thank God for this one of the things that we found is is those that are aging out still want to be involved right. in the youth. They still they still feel like they're a part and they want to go do stuff. And so I'm, I'm thankful for that. You know, we we lose some to to marriage. We right. lose some uh, to 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 college. Maybe they've gone off to to college. I mean, uh, this is each each kid is different. But nonetheless, one of the things that we've seen um, success in has been really not from really any of us, but it's been from the culture mm-hmm. of our church. And what I mean by that mm-hmm. is, okay, well, how do you still keep, how do you still keep these, these kids that have left the, the youth group? Now they're, now they're either in the adultish or they're, they're going to the main service now, but how do you keep them involved? And this goes back to a practical tip that, that I would say, uh, for any church and um, we sit up front our youth we, we have we have we have two sections in the church we have the right section we have the left section we're on right. the right section and we sit on the first two three rows, two, three rows. and that includes the youth group that includes the adultish group that includes uh, a lot of the youth staff that want to be uh, that still want to be a part and we've been sitting there for a while and we have a worshiping youth group. We have a, we have a very worshiping uh, youth department where they, where they lead in worship and they pour their heart out to God. And one of the, one of the tips I would say uh, to see success with the group that is, that is left. Now they're an adultish also for the group that is about to come in the 10 and 11 year olds on the front row each Sunday at our church, you will find 10, a group of four 10 and 11 year olds sitting on the front row, worshiping right beside either their older brothers or guys in the youth group that are leaders in worship. Mm -hmm. And what you find is, is that the younger guys will watch they'll watch what the youth are doing and they will feel inspired they'll feel encouraged you know what i can jump i can leap i can i can worship and i and i can 
I can lift my hands and I can have tears fall down my face and I can respond in the presence of God. Those are the 10 and 11 year olds and ones are about to come in. Now you have the youth. The youth, uh, that expands not only from the front row, but it also expands to the middle two rows. We have we have those that, that are very demonstrative in worship. We have those that are more timid. Mm-hmm. All right? But the ones that are more timid will, will watch and be inspired by the right. ones that are worshiping on the front row. And uh, let me just throw this in as a side note. If you're a youth leader, you need to be a worship Absolutely. leader. Not not with the microphone, but you need to be down there Absolutely. worshiping and pouring your heart out to God because those Absolutely. kids watch. Absolutely, 100%. Right? So, so what you'll find is is that the youth, the youth students, Boy, they'll be inspired. They, they they know pretty much how well services go, and, and it's not a routine, and so they'll feel inspired to, to worship. But you'll catch them every once in a while. They'll be they'll be looking at the mm-hmm. youth leaders. They'll be looking at the adultish yeah. age. They'll be looking at the ones that have aged out to see how they're responding. And and what what you do whenever you have this group sitting together and worshiping together. And you've encouraged them to, hey, listen, whenever we go, we give right. it our all. We give it our, our everything. What you've done is you created a, a succession to where this this young this young 10-year-old now is inspired by the youth. And that youth is now inspired by the adultish. Mm-hmm. And now the adultish, he's inspired. He's mm-hmm. a leader. And, and he's inspired by maybe a, a young married or, or it's just Absolutely. a cycle. It, it's it's a cycle, and that's one thing that we found very successful in our church is is you're always going to be mm-hmm. a worshiper, mm-hmm. no matter no matter what what situation you're in, and you're always invited to come sit with us at the front because we want you to come up there right. and sit with us. Man, they fight for seats on that's the awesome. front row. <laughs> that's awesome. They fight for right. seats on the front row, and I think it's a concept that every church needs to have and every youth pastor needs to really understand uh don't just look over the 10 and 11 year olds invite them Mm -hmm. we're talking about tips here hey hey invite hey why don't y'all come sit with us why don't y'all come sit with us on the front row now sometimes you gotta keep your eye on them (laughs) because they're having thumb wars and everything else and you're like Focus, uh, sometimes, but... sometimes you know, during during certain songs or during the preaching, they're like, "Oh yeah, they're doing everything they can." Just mm-hmm. yeah, and, right. and so you got to tell, hey boys, what y'all doing? Y'all better behave. One of them made a plane one day. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Do not throw that." He's preaching right now. That's hilarious. That's great. But it, it's a it's a concept that that if you that if it it's a concept of culture. To where if you implement that, it's going to be hard for that for that adultish uh, age person to really feel like they've really right. left. Right. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. because I'm worshiping mm-hmm. with them, I'm I'm still a part of this, and this is mm-hmm. really who I am. So really, so, what we've seen throughout this whole interview is the best way for cycle coming in and going out is just connection and relationship. From the very beginning to the very end. Every stage mm-hmm. of life, yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's so this will be kind of like our last question, but is there any last... I know you guys 
has it, you guys have given some great tips, but if you could give any advice to a student pastor, what would it be? Man. Man. You want me to go? Maybe a student pastor's wife? I, yeah. <laughs> I don't, for me, I don't know. It's different for me. It's, it's different right. for everyone. But, you know, as soon as we got married, we jumped straight right. into this. And I moved six hours. So it definitely was... Not a culture shock, but it was it was it was very different, especially coming from where I had been before and coming into this. And now I'm a pastor's wife, and I would say to any pastor's wife, just obviously support your husband, but just love him, just have fun. Like it's not it's not serious. It, everything doesn't have to be perfect. Everything I'm, I've recently been coming out of this mindset where I always have I'm. I, so I'm going back to real colors. I'm a blue gold. And so I like order. Mm -hmm. Everything's got to be in its place. And so I've had to just come to that where sometimes my house isn't going to be perfect, but they can still come over. Anyone can still come. Everything's not got to be done for anything to happen in that aspect. So just be encouraged. Right. For, for me, um, you know, major major tip is is what she alluded to don't be afraid to invite them right. to don't be afraid don't be afraid to to go and and take them out to eat. don't be afraid to go and just pour into them and right. have fun have fun because that's really what it's absolutely about. you can you can you can prepare a million sermons and you can you can see god's word uh you know, illuminate in their eyes. But if you really want to see a major impact in their life, go right. spend time with them. Mm-hmm. Go spend time with them. My, my, my pastor, Brother Steve Smith, I'm so thankful for him. He was an, he was an incredible youth pastor as well. I feel like, man, he asked us to be <laughs> like, he was, he was a fantastic right. youth pastor uh, back in uh, West Memphis. And, and, but, he does a fantastic job of staying involved with with the youth. Yeah. He does he does once once once, uh, a once a month he has what's called pasture class for the youth. Mm-hmm. That that's for any any youth or adultish age, a person that's not married. Uh, they go in uh, and they have uh, what's called pasture class. So I would uh, encourage first of all number one. Don't be afraid to go and spend time with them. Hang out with them. Get to know them. Be real with them, obviously. Number two, have your pastor connect with them. Right. Have, let, them let them come in and, yeah. and let, let them see pastor sort of mm-hmm. pour into them away from just the entire right. congregation. And, and it really goes a long way. That's awesome. I can go into way more, but but Lord, I don't even know what time <laughs> it is. And I bet I've been talking. Hey man, this has been great. Thank you guys so much for being a part. We've loved y'all. Hold on, hey, I've got one question okay. for you. I, I, and I and I'm, I mentioned sort of this. What's the funniest thing you've seen in youth ministry? Maybe within this last year, you might have told me. The, you might have told me well, a story. Oof. Have you got one? I'm I've got one. It. You go ahead. I'm just not going to put it on the spot. <laughs> So this was, 
Hey, you're the exactly. orange. This is exactly. So this was during our Indiana Winter Youth Conference. So we were up in Muncie. All right. So it's a couple hours away from us. We're at a big hotel. It was really nice. Convention center connected to it. Grace was asked to sing, and I was asked to play guitar for it. And so, obviously, we had our group on the front row. And this guy that we had talked about losing at Opperland, all right? I get down from playing, and I'm like, where's he at? Where's Zach? Where's Zach? And (laughs) his sister looks at me and goes, oh, he got mad because there wasn't enough room on the front row, so he left. I was like, where'd he go? And he go, they go, I guess he went up to the room. I was like, are you kidding me? And so I left while Brother Vasquez was preaching. All right. I left, went to the hotel room. He's not there. I was like, oh, oh. this is when I got to very loving him so much. So I went back to the convention center, couldn't find him. I don't know. I was walking around the whole back. He was probably looking at me while he was preaching, like, why is that idiot walking around back there looking for him? I looked for him for a half hour almost. Got the security at the hotel. I was like, this is what he looks like. When you see him, let me know so I can beat him to a pulp. (laughs) And turns out her brother texts me, and he goes, hey, did you know that Zach is sitting with us? I was like, he just went to a different part of the (laughs) congregation. Yeah. And he told him he's uh, like you about to strangle his neck. What? Yeah, he's something else. And then yeah. yeah. And then I had to hunt him down at the mall at Opryland oh one my. time. It's all it was always oh, him. <laughs> it was always him. Yep. I praise God when he yeah. aged out. This kid is seven. Not anymore. He aged out. Thank you, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> and I looked at and I looked at Dad and I said, you know, He's yours now. Anymore. He's an adult. If he gets <laughs> lost, it's on him. Yep. <laughs> That's right. So y'all check this out. So we had this. We had uh, one of our youth boys. He's he's sort of newer to the youth group. He came in. He just started high school uh, this year. He is something else, man. His brothers are like like green, very introverted and, and whatnot. Oh Great guys. But this boy right here, they say he's green, but he ain't no green man. <laughs> no. He's he's he, something. He's, he's something yeah. else. Well. He's all about making friends and, and, right. and meeting folks. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't be I couldn't be at camp uh, Camp Yada this this year throughout the days. But uh, one of the one of the nights I, I show up, and one of the counselors uh, comes up to me, her and her husband. They're like, "Hey, uh, Coco, I, I'll name Coco. <laughs> I know who he is, Coco." He'll think it's awesome. Okay, yeah. so go ahead. Coco, our pastor's son. Boy, he's something else. Coco, he he uh, he's really the ladies' man. I said, what do you mean? I said, oh Lord, help us, Jesus. I said, go on. She said, oh no, he he's really like the ladies' man. I said, well, how so? He has business cards oh, written out. With his name. Hey, David's hey, like, why didn't I think? Why did I think of that? Listen, listen, with his name, it says Coco Smith. And then it has his number, and it says, call me or text me. And I'm like. his calling cards. Oh. He got that ring. And they said he's giving them out to every girl. Every girl. Everybody. And I was like, oh, Lord. He was proud. He's like, I have 72 (laughs) texts. That's awesome. (laughs) 
And so, hey, that's what that's what used to be absolutely about right there. I went I went up to his brother. I'm like, bro, listen, I'll give you fifty bucks if you go get a girl's number right now. And he's like, oh, no, I don't, I don't know. I said, you want to make it seventy five? Yeah. How many times I've tried to set up like, like our older girls? I was like, I can get you a husband mm-hmm. right now. Hey, we need after this. Did yes, this work out? I have three that need husbands. It would work. Well, hold on. We we ain't we ain't in the in the oh, marriage realm just yet. We have one. That I mean, be. they're like eighteen. However, they're all eighteen. So I mean, okay. Yeah, we, we need, need to talk. talk. Yeah. I got three. I'll, of I'll, them. Tell, you, I'll tell you one more. Know. One more. And this was another boy that we had. Samara, Maria, and Mariah. If you're yes, listening to three. this, I'm about to get you a husband. <laughs> anyway, so w- one more story before we'll wrap up and let you guys go. But we were at Opryland, all right? It's always at NYC. Like, why do they got to <laughs> act up? Can't they act up yeah. at home? But no, they act up when we're out of state. And so and when you can't give them back to their parents. Right. <laughs> this boy. Oh, my goodness. Too far. We go to the mall the very first day. And... I told him, I was like, at, at 9 o'clock or 9.30, we'll, we'll all meet up or whatever time it was. I said, I gave him an hour so they could run around the mall and then we'll meet up. And so he gets back and he goes, uh, I'm going to need some money this week. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I forgot about that. this is the, like, how? I mean, that's fine. We had it set up where we give them envelopes every day and that was their money. He said, yeah, I spent all my money that my mom gave me. I bought a pair of Jordans. <laughs> He spent, like, $200 <laughs> he spent $200, $200 on, on Jordans. Pants. I was and like, you're then, not getting a dime. Yeah, you're starving yeah. for this week. <laughs> Leftovers. Good for you, and buddy. he was trying to get everybody's money. And yeah. I was like, just, no, just return we, the we shoes. No, we fed the boy, but I was like, are you, mm-hmm. are you all the way? No, did he, he did return not. No. I know for a fact that his grandma was <laughs> mad when he came home, but oh, yeah. I couldn't do anything about yeah. it. I just looked at, are you all the way stupid? But. This is hilarious. Oh, man, kids. That's what this I'm telling you. You have to be called to student ministries because well, I hate kids. Yeah. <laughs> but I love well, I them. Told, there's another, there's these two boys in our, in our, um, in our youth. I couldn't think of what the word was after we've talked about it, you know, for the past hour. But they, <laughs> there's this girl, like, way up north for us. Okay, she's, she's probably four hours away from us. And they have been, like, switching her off and on from being girlfriend and boyfriend with them. And so, like, they'll be like, well, um, I'm done. So you can be girlfriend and boyfriend with them now. And I'm like, y'all, that is horrible. First of all, yeah, first of all no. she's like, what is she? She's, <laughs> she's like 11 now, and they're 12 and 13. Yeah. I'm like, y'all need, to, <laughs> need to slow down. Y'all need to stop. And then they were hey. at camp. Oh, oh my, my goodness. <laughs> and I see these kids, and they're praying on the front. And, like, the preacher's about to um, preach. And usually, you know, you have those kids and you're like, you probably need to get it. I didn't realize who they were. They were my kids. I didn't realize it. And then they've been there for a while and then they get up and it's the two boys and the girl and they all were just like praying with each other. They're trying to travail to see who's going to get her next. I was like, Jesus. I'm about to prophesy all this about to be done. That's hilarious. Well, thank you guys so much for being on here. You know, you guys have done great. Y'all are you guys are awesome. You guys are totally rocking it down there in Memphis or Georgetown, I guess, technically, if we're being technical. 
Germantown. Germantown. Sorry. Georgetown. Sorry, Georgetown. George. Yeah. Georgetown. Yeah. <laughs> Georgetown works. It's okay. It's okay. We love you guys. Yes. Y'all are amazing. Y'all are and, awesome. and and we appreciate you well, guys. Well, so, so how much. can we get get a hold of you guys? So what what's the best way for somebody to get a hold of y'all? Well, I know that my wife is way more uh, media savvy than I am. I I'm Time not on, on social media all that much. Uh, seriously, and so, um, I mean, you can tell me your uh, Instagram I mean, or just, Facebook. It's Hannah Droke. Instagram Hannah dot Droke. So just find me at Chandler Droke on Facebook or uh, or Instagram. Uh, I, I I probably shouldn't give up my phone number for everybody. I wouldn't, and, unless you want to be like Coco and so no, no. handing out your number and business call. Hey. Don't text me. If you want me to preach, here's my yep. number. Call or text me. Oh, you want no. me for your conference? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but you can just find me on on social media. What I am going to do though is I'm going to shoot you. Yeah, that's that'd be great. Thank you so much. Uh, for the mm-hmm. for the uh, prayer service or whatnot, and so anyways, you guys are amazing. Thank y'all. Appreciate it. Y'all are awesome. Well, you guys have rocked it out again. Thank you for being on the Apostolic Witness Podcast. We'll see you guys. Love y'all. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more content and info, please check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Also, make sure to like, share, and subscribe, and give us a great review. And don't forget to get your quarterly subscription to The Apostolic Witness. Alrighty, that's a wrap. Okay, bye.